This is going to be a wild story about how I have by far the worst photo on my driver's license of all time. Welcome back to the Julie Story podcast, the comedic podcast where we're in journey. We talk about whatever's going on and we keep it real. So to keep it real, I always promise you guys I'm going to be doing that. Um, this week has been off. <laughs> it has been absolutely off. It's not a good time over here in the Storyland, uh, just personally, but I'm showing up today I feel like comedy has become almost like my therapy in a way. So this is like, this is a little bit of an exhale episode for me to just like process, have a little fun, keep it light because there's some stuff going on and I'm a little, I'm a little sore right now, just like emotionally. So like, hopefully it's just going to be all fun and like no crying. Let's hope for that. I don't know. I feel like that's like a pretty normal thing in the human experience, which is one of the reasons why I even started having a podcast or doing videos in, in the first place is just because like I need to see that I'm not the only one that has weeks where just everything is not together. Like the little baby hairs on the side of my head these days right now, I don't even know. Like they are obnoxious. Okay. So like we are, we're trying, we're trying. My lipstick is having a little dry moment. We put some gloss on, but she's fighting. Like everything is fighting against me. So that's how I know this podcast is going to be good. That's how I know. I always tell my kids that when you are working on a project or something from in school, if you lose it, if if it gets ruined, if right in the middle of writing something, like I don't know if you guys wrote papers like in college or anything, but I remember so many papers where I was writing and then like it got lost, like it deleted or the <laughs> the computer was working against me and it just like disappeared. And then every time that I'd show up to write it again, it came out even better. So that's, that is the energy I'm bringing into this. And of course it only actually, you know, it might, it might've only taken me one time to learn losing that paper before I set up like the automatic save on word. But I feel like if it wasn't a paper that I lost then it's something else, but like there are multiple times that I've lost things. So, um, speaking of things getting lost, <laughs> this is the story of how I have the absolute worst driver's license photo ever. And if you know me in real life, if you know me in every day, like Julie is showing up to anything, I am full glam. And of course there's levels to full glam. And we'll go on a little side quest right now so that you understand. Okay. There are levels. The first level is I got 15 minutes. I'm throwing whatever I can get on my face on the hair is going to cute messy bun. That's level one. Okay. That's a 15 minute get ready. Then there's level two. All right. This is like a 25 minute, like you have a little bit of extra time. That means you're going a few extra step on the face, maybe some curls. Okay. If you have the full, like full experience, it's going to be at least an hour to an hour and a half. Okay. So there's levels of glam and this is going to be important later on in the story. All right. So remember like the first tier is 15, second tier is like a 25 to 30. And then like the, the ultimate is a full hour of just like the whole experience <laughs> kind of like, um, on TikTok right now, they're talking about the everything shower, which is essentially like you're doing facial care, shaving, like deep conditioner. Like it's like the reset of the of the week. I have that but like I do that every day with makeup. Like I'm just like, this is my space, this is my face, this is my time to shine, okay? So back onto the main quest. So I had the worst license photo because a few years ago, I took my kids to my local park. Come with me on this journey. 
starts at the park. And I'm that person that I am so checky. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. I just made that up right now. I don't know. Let me know if you're checky. I'm so checky. Like I double check everything. Like I'm that person that when I'm traveling for a trip, I have a list. Like we're going on a vacation next week. I have a kid's notes list of everything that, that the kids needs. I started like another list today of everything that I need to do. The store list, like my life is full of lists, but in the back, back of my mind and just living life, like I have a checklist. So I'm taking my kids to the park and my checklist always includes locking my car doors. Like I lock everything constantly all the time. Like it's just like unheard of that I would not lock a door. And this day, this day of all days, I did not lock my car door. And I do not know why. It must have just been like, you know, the kids and all this, the debris, the debris that it takes to get children anywhere to do anything. It's so much debris. Like what in the world could, what, what in the world could they possibly need? But they need, like they have so many of the needs and they're just bringing. <laughs> just bringing so much stuff. And especially with my daughter when she was younger, oh my God, it was like backpacks and suitcases. And like, she has 12 carry-ons just to go any with the grocery store. It's like, there's so much stuff. So I feel like this day, it was gonna be the park mom day. So you've got three water bottles, three different snacks, a second set of whatever that they're bringing, somebody's toy, somebody's ball, like just, the debris. I, I feel like I have debris trauma. I, I feel like I have this at this point because I can't even go to the beach anymore. Like when my kids were little and I met my husband, he's like, do you want to go to the beach? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. Do you understand what it takes to do a beach trip with two small children? Oh my gosh. The amount of stuff you have, the sandcastle making stuff, then you have the snack cooler and then you have the drinks and you have the blankets and you have the towels that you, I, and you have so much stuff. And then as soon as you get to the beach, as soon as you get there, somebody gets sand in their eye. I kid you not. So I'm, I'm telling my husband the story when he's like, do you want to go to the beach? Let's take the kids to the beach today. And I'm like, you don't understand. You don't understand what's going to happen. We are going to get there. And as soon as we get there, somebody's getting sand in their eye. And he's like, uh, like, honey, like, babe, like, come on. Like, this is, you're being dramatic. And I'm like, no, no, no. When is the last time that you have been to the beach with children. Now he's a VPK teacher, okay? He knows children. He teaches four-year-olds for a living. He knows children. And still he lived in this delusion land of we're gonna have a great time at the beach. And I'm like, it's not gonna happen. You don't understand. We go to the beach, we find a place to park, which in Florida, oh my God, it's about two and a half hours just to find a place to park. I live 10 minutes from the beach. I never go because the parking is terrible. We finally get there after all the debris, all the stuff, everything on God's green earth we're bringing, okay? We get there. Within five minutes, five, this is not exaggeration. Within five minutes, somebody has sand in their eye. Somebody had sand in their eye within five minutes of getting to the beach after two hours of trying to get there, three hours of prepping, all the snacks, all the cooler. And of course we didn't have eye drops. So then now I, my boyfriend at the time, he's my boyfriend, he's running to the store to go get eye drops because I have a kid who's screaming and crying because they have sand in their eye. And I'm like, this is why we don't go to the beach. And this is why I always have eye drops with us at all times. Anyway, back to the story. So I'm in the car, I'm getting out of the car. I have all the kid debris, thousands of bags, okay? And I forget to lock the car. I don't realize I forget to lock the car 
until I get back home and I realize my wallet is not in my vehicle. And this is another thing, like this just was a series of unfortunate events. Like I never leave my wallet out. Like it's always like, you know, like the classic, like, oh my God, I'm going to put my bag in my backseat and like put some of the debris that the kids left in the backseat over the purse. So like nobody can see that whole thing. None of that happened this day. None of that happened this day. So now my wallet is gone. And I'm like frantic because I don't realize like, oh my gosh, like, how is this possible? Like, I, I didn't really remember where the wallet was. So I'm like gaslighting myself. Like, maybe it wasn't in my car. Maybe it's just like, who knows where. So I eventually call and file a police report because I'm like, I don't know where my phone, my, not my phone, I don't know where my wallet is. So I file a police report and I'm talking to this gentleman. I'm like explaining what happened. Like, and he was this personality. I don't know if you've ever met somebody like this. He was just so, um, just cool, calm and collected. Uh, and I, I, I mean, like, I mean that in a way where it's like, not that he didn't care or like there wasn't any emotion. It was just so matter of fact. And I'm over here the way I am like fluttering about with like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. And, and he's just like, what does it look like? What color was it? Like, all these like details and and I had never really thought about the details of my wallet because you know like I've got a bunch of different wallets it's switching out based on the vibes and then I'm like wait which wallet was it so I'm describing like um it's white and it has like gems on it <laughs> it's just like gems what kind of gems I'm like I don't know I never really thought about describing the kind of like gems that are on my wallet before I never really like thought about it and he's like well I need details like okay they're like in a diamond pattern like i just was so not ready <laughs> i was not ready for this phone call so i think at that moment he's like okay this is the kind of person i'm dealing with like all right so i filed their police for whatever so i i of course i canceled all my cards like did the whole thing and now like i'm thinking oh my god like i'm gonna have to go get my id again like the whole thing like when you lose your wallet it's just I feel like it's such a production. There's so many things in there. Like you're just wondering, oh my God, like what gift card did I leave in there? Which obviously that's gone now, like just kind of running through all those things. So a few days go by and like I did all the adult things, canceling the cards, all, whatever. And I get a phone call from the police officer and he was like, hey, did you go to Target uh, the day you lost your wallet? And I was like, I don't, it was three days ago. Like <laughs> I go to Target every day. I go to Target every day. Of course, probably, I don't know. Is it, is it, do you see me in there? Like, are you at Target right now? Like, are you looking for my wallet at Target? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, there's so much anxiety of like trying to get these answers right, which didn't really make sense. Like he's just asking, but it was just like, I have to do this right. I have to answer the questions right. Like I have, I, maybe I just have like police officer anxiety. Like I want to make sure I'd be the best victim of wallet stealing you've ever had. I mean, it's so thorough, but I wasn't, I was just like, I don't know which target, like, did, wh what was I buying? I don't know. Like, let me go look. So I, uh, was like, I don't think I was there. And he's like, okay, I'll call you back. And I'm like, okay. So now, now my true crime. <laughs> now I've shifted gears. Now I am in it. Now it's no longer like, oh my gosh, like I want to do right now. Now I'm like, I is this is this gonna become an episode somewhere? Like, <laughs> no. Now I feel ridiculous because I'm like, 
No, actually, let me just run down the imagination of what this could probably be. Like, this is going to turn into like, you know, news channels and like, you know, true crime podcasts. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. But I'm there. I'm right there. So I'm like, no, I'm waiting for this officer's call. Like, I'm in the thick of my own crime story right now. Like, I'm living for this. Tell me the tea. What happened? Why are you calling me? Who is at Target right now? So he calls me back and he's like, hey, we um, apprehended a suspect. Like, apprehended a suspect (laughs) in my crime? What? My true crime girl is like screaming on the inside, like, okay, officer, yes, tell me more about this suspect. And he's like, yeah, so we um, had a loss prevention situation happen at Target, which loss prevention is essentially their security found somebody doing wrong. So they called the police and the police got involved. So with this particular individual, they were trying to like buy, I believe it was like gift cards, kind of like doing a bait and switch where they're trying to buy gift cards and then return stuff to get the cash. I don't know. They were they were doing some suspicious activity, which is why loss prevention was called. Well, when they searched the suspect, they found my wallet. And I was like, oh my God, they found it. And they're like, yeah, um, we have your wallet here. Um, it had, there was something in there that had my name on it, but at the time that they found it, like everything in it was gone. And so he's like, Hey, can you come down to the station? And I'm like, absolutely. I have been waiting for you to ask, please let me come down there. So he's like, Hey, I have your wallet. I'll meet you at the station, like whatever, 20 minutes. So I'm like in my car and I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is my true crime moment. So I get there and I'm sitting in the lobby and I'm like sitting there for a while and I, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know what's about to happen. I'm just like prepping myself just in case there's cameras, you know, the whole thing. And he doesn't come, but there was an officer that walks through the lobby and I was like, hi, cause I don't know if it's him or not. And he just kind of like nods at me, but like doesn't smile, doesn't acknowledge me at all. And I'm like, okay, like he's busy, whatever. So about 15 more minutes go by and that same officer comes out and he's like, hey, are you Julie? And I was like, yeah. And he said, yeah, I'm the officer you've been speaking to. I just wanted to see like your vibe. <laughs> like what? <laughs> you just wanted to like catfish me into thinking that you weren't the guy that I've been on the phone with and like spent hours trying to figure this out with. Like what in the world? I don't know. I guess I passed the test. So I went back to his, his desk and he explains to me that um, this is a very common occurrence, I guess, in this particular area. It was a younger um, kid who just is very used to going to that park, you know, skipping school kind of thing, looking for, you know, cars that were their doors are unlocked, taking the wallet, that kind of thing. So everything that was in my wallet was eventually just thrown out. And um, he used whatever he could in my wallet. And that's, that's how they found him. Um, when they found the wallet, that was like, oh, like, okay, so what happened? Like, when you found it, like, give me the deal. Like, I need the full detailed T. And he's like, yeah, when we found it and it had your name on it, he's like, I knew who you were because you had already filed this report. But he said, oh, I don't know what this is. Like, I don't know who Julie is. Like, I don't know how this got in there. <laughs> Oops. Like, he, like he finds the wallet on the suspect and he's like, yeah, I don't know. Ooh, couldn't tell you how it got in there. Like, oh, you don't remember like opening my car and taking the wallet and putting it in your stuff and then taking out all my cards and like throwing it out. Like, you don't remember that? 
ah, like, whoa, your memory just lapsed right in that moment. So um, that's my true crime story. I, that's like, I will, I'm good if that's it. Like, I'm good. Like that's, that was a, it was done, it was stressful, little dramatic. But after that moment, I realized I have to go get my ID. And I'm thinking, oh, I need a replacement ID. I just need to get replaced, right? So you just go and then they just like give it to you. So I <laughs> was so bothered by this whole situation in that like I get my wallet, but I still have my wallet. I still have it. And like, it's kind of like, do I get rid of it? I don't know what to do. It's like old and has like whatever. But now that I'm talking about it, like maybe I should like save it as like my true crime souvenir, the wallet that got stolen and came back. But I, the day that I was going to get it replaced, like there must have been something else going on or like I needed it soon or something like that. I just remember feeling like it was just a task that I need to like go and do. And I remember making a story about it in my, in my Instagram, but I couldn't find it. I was looking for it because I was like, oh, I'll repost it. If I end up finding it, I'll repost it on my Instagram so you guys can see the story. But it was pretty much like a dear, a dear uh, diary letter to the criminal that stole my wallet that inconvenienced me to like go and have to do all this stuff. Anyway, I was thinking, even though I've literally never done this before in my life, I have never ever just been like winging it. I'm like, oh, um, I'm going to the grocery store and let me put on lashes. This day that I'm going to get a replacement license, I have less than level one makeup on, which I, I just never do this. Like, I just don't know what I was thinking. I was like, oh, task mode. Like I probably spent five minutes on my face. My hair's in a messy bun. I just threw on like this old jogger, hot pink, zippy up something or other. And I'm like, oh, just let me go replace my ID. And I get there and I'm like, okay, can you guys just like print it? And they're like, no, no, no we have to take a picture. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no, no, this isn't it. This is, I wasn't ready. I was not ready for this. And so they took my picture and I'm like, oh my God. And like, I, I hate this picture so bad. It's like the worst. It's the worst picture ever. And I, this is, now I feel like I have even more like, not anxiety, but just like more awareness. Like, okay, if I'm going somewhere, I need to be ready because you just never, ever know what is about to go down. You never know what's about to go down. But speaking of going to the DMV to go get my license, my daughter is going to get her permit on Friday, her driving's her driver's permit. And if you've been listening this far, like the the chaos of trying to get my son's passport and just like my TikToks are all about right now, they're all about customer service and like dealing with government agencies because they just have been in they're just sitting right across from me like all week, all month. His passport that literally I have been trying to get this kid's passport for four months, four months. It finally came and I'm like, oh my God. So now after all that, I'm going back to the DMV. Like I'm going to the back to the DMV tomorrow. And I told my daughter, I was like, listen, what you're about to experience is going to be like Roz from Monsters Inc, the receptionist and the sloth from Zootopia mixed together. Like you are not even ready for what the DMV experience is 
going to be like at all. Like just buckle up buttercup because they're definitely going to ask you for a lot for a lock of hair from a unicorn that you caught and tamed. Like they, they, nothing that we bring them is going to be enough. So I'm just going to bring all of it. So I'm going to the DMV tomorrow. And I was talking to my husband about it. And I realized when I was working at one of my first jobs, which my first, first job was Target. My second job was Blockbuster. And I was a manager at Blockbuster. I forgot that at Blockbuster, they had rentals for these DMV like classes when you get points on your license. And it was the, it was always the most funny, like internally funny experience because like I was so young, like I didn't know anything about anything, but I knew they needed to rent these, these VHS to get the points off their license. And when people would come in, you know, I'm just like bright and cheery and Hey, how are you? And they would come in, they're like, yeah, so I need the D like, I need the, the drivers, you know, VHS. And I knew where it was. It was like behind the counter. Cause that's like not a rental that like you want someone accidentally like, mm, what is this a driving, whatever. So we had it behind the counter. So I'd be like, yeah, like no problem. And they would always just be like, so defeated and deplete, like deflated. And then if, if they already weren't feeling that way, cause they were like embarrassed or whatever the feeling is like, they have points on the license. They need to do the class. Like it didn't matter to me, but as soon as they found out how much it cost, I would ring them up and it went from like defeated to like melted on the floor because it was a $50 rental for these two VHSs. And I swear, like they must have been like an eight hour long class because back then, like the, the movies that came in the two VHS, like you knew that you're about to sit there for half your life watching like the Titanics, the God with the winds, like only the longest, longest movies were on two VHSs. And this driving course was two VHSs. And it just was always like this moment of like, oh, <laughs> when they were, when they were buying them. But speaking of working, so I did uh, my Blockbuster stint and then I worked at uh, Target actually twice. Like it was my first job and then I paused and then I went working back at Target again. And I have to say like of all of the like corporate working experiences that I've had, which is only a couple because I've just been an entrepreneur, but Target is the jam man. Like if you love Target, you will not even believe how great of like a company and like their beliefs and the way that they do things behind the scenes. Like I am in love with Target. When my husband and I first started dating, I told him like, listen, I am in a relationship with multiple other things right now. And one of them is Target, like Target, Apple. Like I, I am in relationship with them. We, we are getting us as a package deal this won't be a, Hey, we're together. You are breaking up with target. Now I'm like, no, you, you Andre are coming into my relationship with target and we're, you know, if this is going to work. Then you're going to have to like, come join us. <laughs> like, this is not going to be a separate me from them. It's going to be adding you on to what's already working. Cause I'm like, I know that target and me, we're, we're already good. You know, like we're, we're solid. We have a great connection. They have been consistent. They have helped me. They have told me what I love before I even knew what I needed. Like I go in there and they're like, please let me help you 
with anything. Like if you need therapy or you just need to go to Target. So that's, that's the energy that I was entering this relationship with. And I'm really grateful that like he understood that. Cause like what a red flag, right? Like what a red flag if your person is like, oh, I don't, not into Target. Like what, what is that? that? I can't be into you. Like, I don't understand. Like what, what, what direction do you want me to go in? <laughs> Which I think the wallet that got stolen was actually from Target. So maybe it's just like the thief had good taste. So like uh, gems and Target. And I think I had a Target gift card and he got caught at Target. We're in a full circle moment here. We're in a full circle moment. So that is what's been going on in my world and my life. Send me all the good vibes for the DMV. I will let you know on a follow-up. And I told, I told my husband, I was like, listen, if I have to go to the DMV after dealing with all of this other stuff this week, then it's going to make some good content and we're going to make some laughs out of it. Because if I have to go through it, then we're going to grow through it and laugh through it. So, okay, guys, I love you so much. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.